those that uh, don't know me, my name's Dylan. Um, I have the honour and privilege of being one of the small group leaders for the Year 7 lads. Love you boys. Um, and, and Ben has boldly and bravely trusted uh, me to continue this series called Why Jesus. Um, and if you've missed a week, you can check it out on our podcast, which is really cool. But the first week, Ben gave an awesome word on our purpose and that we're called to know God, to be known by God and to make His name known. And last week we had Nick uh, who gave us an awesome story and, and explained to us how we can know that the Bible is true and that we can trust it. Uh, my story though is, it's not Nick's story. Uh, my story is very different. Um, you see, the, the answer to the question, why Jesus for me is because I'm alive and I'm standing here right now sharing this word because Jesus is real. Um, but before I get into my story, there's just something that God's really put on my heart to share. You see, each year in roughly May, June, I do a push-up challenge. It's called the Push for Better Challenge. Uh, and we raise money for different mental health organisations across Australia. Um, it's normally a 21-day challenge. And the number of push-ups is set, sadly, from the number of Australians we've lost to mental health two years prior. Um, this year, they had to extend the challenge to 25 days because I had to do 3,318 push-ups. For context, that's eight or nine Australians every day. Um, and I know this is heavy, and I know we have the year sixes in the house, but it's really important that we as youth leaders speak into some of the heaviest stuff because mental health is something that you're all gonna face in life whether it's yourself your family your friends you're gonna see it and it's really important that we speak into the hard things and we're doing you a disservice if we don't but there's something here I need to quickly say to the lads in the house because I'm sure there's a message for the girls here but of those eight or nine people six or seven of them are guys and I think part of the reason is because as guys, we're taught from a really, really young age that emotions and feelings are bad. Constantly, I've heard in my life, and I know others have, toughen up, get over it, move on, just eat a bag of cement. And there's many, many more. And as we get older and things get difficult and happen in our lives, and the only thing we've been told is to toughen up, it's hard to know how to handle what you're going through and what those emotions are. But I believe that we need to stop listening to what the world says. We're called to listen to what the Word says. And the Bible is full of examples of godly men crying out to God. And it's okay to talk about what you're going through and how you're feeling and, and, and express what's going on. And the Bible is just packed full of verses that talk, talk about this. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Joshua 1.9, do not fear for I am with you. Matthew 11.28 says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And Proverbs 12.25, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. There are so many more, but there's one passage I really wanna talk about tonight. And if you have your Bibles, if you can open it to Philippians 4, we're going from verse four. 
this passage comes from Paul, who as he writes this is in prison, in a dark and dingy cell, suffering and immeasurably more than we can imagine. And it's, it would have been some of the darkest and hardest moments of his life. And this is what he writes in those moments. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let the gentleness, let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So in the midst of his darkest moments, he knows that Jesus brings peace by prayer and petition. And, and this is something that is so powerful and it's been so evident in my, in my life because the very first thing that I can remember at four years old is sitting in a hallway and we had a sliding door that went from our hallway to our kitchen and I would have this tiny little split in the door and I would be watching as my parents would just scream at each other. And I'm not talking like, loud yelling, I'm talking whatever's on the bench is getting thrown like they're just going at it until the police are called from the neighbours, that kind of screaming but the next memory I have is sitting in that same spot sitting, watching the same cycle, crying but then I felt an arm around my shoulder, I felt a warmth all through my body and I heard the words, don't be afraid I love you and I'm here. So at four years old, I had a very real and deep understanding that Jesus is real, that He loves me, and that He's present. Despite this though, the cycle went on and on, almost every night. And occasionally I would run out and from the hallway and I would be screaming, stop, stop, stop. And when I would do that, they would stop. They would put me to bed and they would go to bed and it was over for the night. What this did was give me a responsibility. You see, in my mind, it was now my task to stop them. It was my job to fix their relationship. So when their marriage didn't work out and they got divorced when I was six a few years later, I felt like that was my fault, that I had failed, that I couldn't do my job, that I couldn't stop them. And then a few years later, when my dad left to interstate, and my mum was focusing less and less on me and was disappearing into the internet, which was very new and exciting at the time. But I felt like I couldn't make my father stay. And I felt like I didn't deserve my mum's time. And things were really hard in other ways as well. My clothes like were really smelly. Um, I, I didn't know how to wash them. My mum wasn't washing them. I was always hungry because there was never food in the house. And I used to like try and nick food from kids' lunchboxes at school. Um, and I was eight years old having to learn how to cook. And I'm so grateful that most of you are never gonna have to experience anything like this. And I'm not sharing this to earn sympathy but I really wanna show you how true those words that Paul wrote are and how we know from last week that we can trust them and really believe what it says. Because things didn't get easy as I got older. My father came back from Perth, but he was engaged to like a woman I, who didn't like me and the feeling was mutual. Um, 
And I started having to live between these two houses. And at 11 years old, I was having to choose like custody and where I was going to live and sleep when and where. And that's a lot. And I started to have these panic attacks because of that insane responsibility. And I was scared all the time. And that anxiety continued as I got older. My mum actually got really heavily into drugs. And so she got more and more passive. And just to give you a picture of what that was like, one night, one day, sorry, right in front of her, I was looking at her, I grabbed the keys from in front of her, I took $20 from her purse, and at 14 years old, I drove to McDonald's down the road, bought a meal, drove back home, put the keys back, and there was nothing. She didn't, like, she just didn't even recognize that I'd gone. And a maid of mine, like, generously actually had to buy me a mattress for my birthday because I was sleeping on a piece of foam that was, like, this thick. But there's one key thing that happened in this time, and it's really important for all of you to listen to it. Because I had one of my friends at school invite me to a youth group. And I went along and I instantly fell in love. For starters, they fed me every Friday night. They gave me dinner, which was awesome. Um, And I made stacks of friends really quickly. I was welcomed in and I started to learn a lot and grow. and, And I looked forward to something every single week. And it's so important because when we as leaders ask you to invite your friends, it could save their life. Um, But as soon as those Friday nights would start to wrap up, I started to get these like butterflies in my stomach and I would feel sick because I didn't realise it at the time. But And I didn't realise until I was like 19 years old. But I was suffering from anxiety and depression in really bad ways. And I didn't even know that the panic attacks that I was having were a part of that. And it was around this time at around 14 or 15, I got to my lowest point. I didn't know what to do, where to turn, didn't have any hope, and I'd given up. And in a really, really weak moment, I actually tried to take my own life. But Jesus stepped in. He stepped in in a real and miraculous way. He saved me just, I can't even describe it. And in that moment, I heard those same words. I'm here, you are loved, and it's okay. Benji, you can come up if you like. Um, There's a lot more that I can share and say to you all about the things that have happened in my life. But here's what I'm getting at. Every single time I was at my darkest moment, Jesus spoke. Every time I was about to give up, Jesus spoke. And what He said is not just for me. Do you guys realise He's saying those same things to you as well tonight? He wants to tell you that you are so incredibly loved and He is right here with you as I speak. No matter what you're going through, no matter what situation you're living in, no matter where you've been, He loves you. Even if you don't believe in Him, it doesn't matter. He's here and He loves you. Because what happened for me from here was my situation didn't actually change. My home life was still really hard. Things still really sucked, but my perspective changed. And that is what Paul is saying in Philippians. He was still imprisoned. He was still in such a really dark and awful place. But Paul's Paul's perspective wasn't on his circumstance. It was on his Saviour. And his Saviour... 
Jesus who suffered immeasurably more than any of us could ever imagine just so he can speak to you tonight. I'm standing here because I shifted focus. I stopped looking at what was happening around me, but looked at what Jesus had done for me. And there are so many ways I've witnessed God's healing in my life. I've gone from witnessing a terrible marriage um, and living in their hurt and their pain to being in one of the most loving and blessed marriages I could have ever have asked for with a baby coming in a few short weeks. I've gone, I've gone from having a family that didn't even care about me to just being so loved and supported by the most incredible in-laws. And yes, there are still times that have been hard and I've seen counsellors and psychologists and they absolutely have their place and they're there for a reason. But I can honestly say, thanks to Jesus and the radical change He brought to my life, I've never felt like I did on that day. And that's why I youth lead. And that's why I'm here because it is such an honour to share what God has done for me, but also this is for you as well. Jesus wants to meet you where you're at and speak those same words to you. And in a moment, the band is going to play another song. Myself, Ben, maybe Indy, some of the female leaders are going to be up here. And if things have been really tough for you lately or you're struggling at the moment, we want to pray for you. Um, and if you, even if you've never experienced Jesus before, we want to pray for you. Um, you don't have to come up, but it's here if you need it. Yeah. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for all these incredible young people here, Father. I just thank you that you are so good and you love them so much. And I just pray that you meet them where they're at, Lord. That your peace can just invade any difficult situations, Father, that, and that you can just move in their lives, Lord. And I just thank you that you are so good and that you love us so, so much.